0: She was dancing around with the streamer, with a hand of ice cream, chocolate ice cream, all around her mouth, and she was singing, you know, Frozen songs or something. And she was like, "This is the best day of my life." <laughs> <laughs> I love. <it. laughs>
1: back everybody to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel and I have to start with a very special happy birthday to Sam because we're recording this episode on her birthday even though it will be released probably months at least after her birthday. But we're recording on her birthday. So I want to acknowledge happy birthday, Sam.
2: Thanks, Bri. I appreciate it. I've got my coffee here. I'm all huddled up in a blanket because it's fall and it's getting chilly here. And I'm just enjoying myself. And I'm very excited to talk uh, on this week's episode because we are getting to relive our Norway cruise. A little differently, because we're going to be talking to a listener who was also on the cruise, but was on the cruise with kids. And so had a completely, of course, different experience and different perspective on sailing in the Norwegian fjords and was gracious enough to join us for this week's episode. So welcome, Ashley.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm excited to be here.
2: (laughs) I'm so excited that you're here too. I'm sorry we didn't get to meet you on board. That I know that we had connected in the Facebook group or one of the two Facebook groups that there were for this cruise, which is probably a podcast of its own. The
0: Facebook group was very helpful. Yeah, any information I could get my head on, I was really excited to hear there were two Facebook groups that I could be a part
2: of. <laughs> I, we always join the Facebook groups for our cruise as well and ha- definitely find them to be helpful. Some of them have different personalities in them and so sometimes funny things happen in, in some of those groups but always a helpful place to get information and ask about things like transportation just like the, some of those technical things.
0: Yes. I've used it for a lot of the technical things and even questions on traveling with kids and ideas on excursions and then also about post cruise I really enjoyed still being a part of it because people were posting what they did and their pictures and their videos and vlogs and that sort of thing um, so I get to see everybody else's adventures also so it was fun
2: So Ashley we we skipped ahead cuz we were I of course started talking about the Facebook groups but we want to get your Disney Disney Cruise Line background we love to ask people you know what what is their experience and of course prior to this Norway cruise what was your experience with Disney Cruise Line or Disney more generally?
0: So we had never cruised before on any cruise line. And so we were first time cruisers, which is a whole new experience. Um, We were Disney fans, of course, grew up with all the movies and all that. Went to the parks for the first time when I was 24 and just loved it. So we took our niece and nephew um, a few years after that. And then we've taken our kids um, twice so they've just fallen in love with the parks. So it, the boat was an easy sail. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us then who was in your sailing party. Um, it was myself, my husband, my four-year-old daughter, Isla, and my two-year-old son, Dex. Oh, so really little ones. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so curious. What made you choose heading to Europe with the little ones for your first cruise, your first Disney cruise. Yeah. What steered you that direction?
0: Okay. So there's a whole lot of things that kind of went into this decision. We had taken, we're, we're big travelers. We love traveling every chance that we get, but we're usually road trippers or campers or backpackers or bussers, but never have cruised yet. And we took our daughter when she was five months old on a UK road trip. And it was so fun, but it was very difficult um, in some parts because every day we would get up and go to a new place. And, you know, with all the babies, it's all the baby stuff that has to like travel and reset and travel and reset. And so while it was easy to like drive her around and stroll her around and strap her on and go, you know, the reset every day was difficult. And then, you know, we found that our nights were ending at like seven o'clock because we could roll a sleeping baby into a restaurant and have a late night dinner. But then when you got back to wherever you're staying, you would wake her up with like getting her settled in, you know, so you're we like, OK, children travel is going to be a little bit different. Um, So we kept travel domestic the next year and then COVID hit, which put us all at home. And so now we were kind of ready to go back out. And my husband and I were um, wanting to celebrate our 40th birthdays this year. Um, We were both turning 40 this year. And so we wanted to have a big celebration trip. So we decided to look international again. Um, So we wanted to go back to Europe, but we were kind of thinking about that other trip. And now we have two children in tow. So it's going to be a little bit harder and they are mobile and they have opinions and it's the whole... So we thought, (laughs) let's do it the reverse way. So instead of we're going, we can still go everywhere, like a new place every day, but we come back to the same spot. So like all their stuff is there. Like, our room has been nicely cleaned. There's like warm chicken nuggets on the boat for them. Like, if they don't, <laughs> right. like, if they don't like the food that's out there, it's just felt easy, you know, like that. I got to adventure travel and see mountains and glaciers and cities and all of that. Then we came back to the same base every night and the bonus of childcare, which was wonderful. (laughs) So it kind of seems like a no-brainer. We looked at all the itineraries then and um, Norway was one of the ones that kind of stuck out to us. And we thought it would be fun to go um, on a 40th birthday celebration.
2: <laughs> a 40th birthday celebration. Okay, that is perfect. I didn't even, I should have been calling it that. We. I literally turned 42 today. But we were celebrating my 40th birthday because the cruise for us was delayed by two years.
0: But yeah. I love that. I didn't even think to call it a 40th birthday celebration. You we were like, you know, when we have the pun, now we just got to go, right? (laughs) so so, um it was it's a destination i always wanted to see and i thought it's a perfect one by boat because it's not just about the destinations it's about the sail too because Mm -hmm. you just go in between all those beautiful mountains and the skates and it was it was amazing
2: what a smart way to think about vacation though because i think you're absolutely right when you've got you know little ones. You've, they've got lots of stuff to be set up to schlep with you, not having to change hotels and get into a car and also not having to worry about finding them food that they will actually eat. Because, you know, the you know, Mickey's boat is always going to have food that the- <laughs> exactly <laughs> as opposed to, you know, some fancy restaurant, which you know, let's face it, they are not going to have chicken fingers and French fries at a lot of well, And especially in Europe, I feel like American kids just eat like more, I don't know, <laughs> more junk.
0: <laughs> well, it's also just to have real food ready for you. So we do a lot of travel, maybe where we'll do homestays or um, even be in a hotel or something. But then you have the dinner question on where you're finding dinner. So you're either looking for one that's open, that's kid friendly, that, you know, so you're always kind of in search of these meals that would be around within walking distance before everybody gets cranky, you know, and this is just, there's always like warm, delicious dinner with vegetables, you know, and, and dessert. Mm-hmm. So it just, it it was a good balance of like, it it just made it very easy for us.
2: Let's talk about getting there. Obviously, uh, you're flying over from the States, but when did you, you know, when did you guys fly over to, to, I presume you flew over to the UK like we did um, since the cruise was leaving out of Dover. But when did you guys uh, do that? I mean, how, how far in advance of the cruise? And, and what, if anything, did you do before the cruise? So we flew
0: into London because we're from Nashville and there's a direct flight. And we thought it would be really helpful to not either add on travel days with a, with a changeover and then add on time in the air. We wanted it to be as short as possible. So we flew direct overnight to London and... Actually, had a very good experience. I got these little inflatable ottoman things that you put down where your feet are, and made a little bed pallet for the kids. And they slept for like six hours straight. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> well, I've seen those. They inflate inflate between the seat and yeah. the back, and they create like a lay flat for kids. Yeah, that's. i I was always amazing. curious how Yeah,
0: it was it was a lifesaver. Everyone actually got to sleep on the flight that way. Um, I will say, probably if you get to choose seats, you might choose. Um, To the side of the airplane, because on the way back, one of the airline attendants said that we needed to collapse them halfway through because we were in a middle section and that was like a traffic pattern. So, you know, might, might be a little bit easier on the side. But we flew into London then and we wanted to go a few days early to adjust for that jet lag with kids and then just to be able to walk around and see London for a bit. Um, Because we were being COVID tested, you know, um, to get on, then we were pretty nervous about getting inside of places or in compact or big crowds. And so we did a lot of sightseeing on the outside. So we still saw all the big things, but mainly from the outside. We did go into Westminster because it was... Airy, and we felt like we could, you know, navigate with without too much worry, and that was incredible. And the kids loved just seeing the architecture of the building. And then we um, just got to stroll around and see the London Eye and Big Ben, and we went to the Tower Bridge, which was very cool to see. And then we got one of the favorite things that I love doing is just getting in the little taxi boats to go on the river. And really fun, big, you know, boats that you could see a lot of sights from. And it was really relaxing and the kids loved a boat ride. Uh, So it was a fun way to see London also. So we spent our time doing that. We went to parks, we went to playgrounds. The playgrounds were their favorite part. We would balance the days, right? So we would do a little sightseeing and then find a playground for them to run out some energy so as a give and take, you know, as if you travel with anybody, everybody has a give and take on what they want to do. Yeah. Um, so it's spirits high and it let them burn out energy. We found a great playground by Buckingham Palace that had um, hot waffles and coffee station right at the playground. So it was Ooh, wonderful. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The
2: coffee is, is really, you know, the key. I, I'm sure the waffles were a bonus. <laughs> 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 where did you guys end up staying in London and how did you decide on where you were going to stay? Like what resources did you look at to kind of figure that out?
0: I think we stayed in a Novotel um, hotel and it was... We just more so looked for location on the things that we wanted to see. We had been there before and we stayed more on the Kensington side. Uh, so we wanted to stay this time a little bit closer to Big Bend and Parliament House and um, Westminster so that we were walkable. So yeah. we always usually look for a location and then see sort of what is available within there.
1: I'm curious to how how you were getting around London, because I think about traveling with little kids, I think about car seats Mm -hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. So like, did you drag a car seat with you uh, or some type of solution like that? And, and, And how are you getting around London? Were you using the tube or taxis? Yeah.
0: We booked a private transfer from the airport to the hotel since it is farther and they had car seats that came with it. So that was key in getting us to the hotel. And then the reason we selected our hotel is because it's so walkable to everything we wanted to see. Mm. So we walked quite a lot and I had heard the tube was pretty difficult with strollers and we had one with us. So we just wanted to kind of stick walking. And then we, we did jump in some taxis here and there, which they found to be a lot of fun. Uh, So we just did that way, just taxis and walking.
1: But you didn't have to bring a car seat with you for the taxis or anything, right?
0: No, they don't require
1: it. They don't require it. So,
0: yeah. Okay. yeah, so we just did the taxis, yeah, with the kids around. Just hold, yeah. hold on to them tight. <laughs> exactly. And then we took the train to Dover. And so then we didn't need to worry about car seats that way either.
2: Now, I heard with the train station, it's not right at the port though, right? You have to take a cab basically from the train station to the port. Is that right?
0: Correct. So we came in the day before the cruise left because we were really interested in seeing Dover and making that its own destination. Mm -hmm. And so we picked a fantastic B&B that was right at the top of the hill from the train station. So we just literally walked up some steps and it was right there. Yeah. And he was such a gracious host and even just volunteered to book us a taxi to the port the next day before they ran out.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that was one thing I wanted to ask about because we had I saw in the Facebook group. Now, we took a private transfer from London to the port of Dover, so we didn't deal with the train and the cab situation. But I was seeing in the Facebook group that very issue that people were concerned or that people were waiting significant periods of time for taxis from places in Dover or near Dover or from the Dover train station to the port. Did you hear the same thing or or have that same worry?
0: I... Didn't I probably should have done a little bit more um, work on this on the front end, but there was so much, so much planning and all of the logistics. I just thought we'll figure out how to get those two miles over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, I guess you could walk, but then you right. got walk. I mean, he he did. we did, did walk down there, but not with the stuff, you know? So um, uh, he really did save us. I think it was the Norman house B&B, but he, to, he was like, there are going to be taxis that are going to run out tomorrow. So I'm just gonna go ahead and book this for you. So we had no worries. We were there in you know five minutes.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so that's I, I would give that tip then out there to anyone who is sailing out of Dover. And if you're staying regardless of where you're staying, if you are needing a taxi from somewhere in Dover or the Dover area or the Dover train station to the port, you may want to figure out booking that in advance. It sounds like you may be able to get a cab, but you may have to wait a long time. Or at least yes, we moved
0: right. ours 24 hours before um, yeah. to make sure that we had that in time, I guess. Well,
2: great. So I guess let's talk about what kind of room you guys chose for on the cruise and how you sort of settled on that type of room. And I, we always like to ask that particularly with younger kids, because obviously, you know, even though you're not spending a ton of time in the room, they might need you know some space for naps and pack and plays and things like that. So what was what was that sort of decision making like?
0: We ended up choosing the I think it's just deluxe ocean view room with a big porthole. Mm-hmm. And if I'd had my way I, we would have done a veranda, but I was scared of little children in a balcony even though I know it's completely safe and they don't fall off and all that. <laughs> I just felt I might sleep better knowing that they were locked in with us at night.
2: We I don't blame have- you for that at all. I would probably um, I have the same like <laughs> crazy, I don't know, crazy thoughts, but I uh, I would have the same worry as well with that little at that yeah. So But
0: they loved it and we were on the second floor towards the aft right by the elevators and it was a really great location because we got to jump off really quickly for excursion days cuz we just walked down some staircases and right there we were near the elevators to jump up and down, you know, floors really quickly and then being on the second floor you're still pretty walkable to quite a lot of things like the restaurants and the kids clubs and things like that. So, we liked where we ended up quite a lot. Yeah. But the room itself, I was surprised on how much storage it had and um, how much it could contain. So we tried to still pack light, but it's it was a difficult cruise to pack for because you had to pack for summer and winter essentially, <laughs> plus some diapers and baby stuff. So we had a few extra things, but all of it stowed away and you know fit in drawers pretty easily. We brought a stroller, but a double umbrella stroller that would collapse down very small. Um, which was key. And so that even fit under the bed. So we didn't even have that out.
2: Yeah, I think packing for those cruises is difficult. I presume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I presume you, like me, did some laundry on board.
0: I did. And we were right near the laundry room, which I was really excited about because I would just load (laughs) up my little suitcase and roll it across the hall. (laughs) But it was really helpful um, to be able to just... I knew the laundry was an option, so I didn't have to pack quite as much because everybody got to wear everything two to three times. Um, Because from the stretch of when we got into London, plus the cruise, plus London again after, we were there almost two weeks. So we didn't want to have to actually pack for two weeks.
1: So Ashley, I'm I'm curious, did you do anything to prep your kids this sailing? I mean, your two-year-old's probably too young to really need the watching videos and things like that. But the four-year-old maybe, did you do anything to prep them for, oh, we're going on a long flight and... I don't know. Family walks to get their legs (laughs) in shape, (laughs) uh, especially you know for the four-year-old at least. Uh, You know that's anything that you did, you know, to prepare them for this cruise because going to Europe is a big thing.
0: It is, and we did a lot of prep work. So we did do lots of family walks. We have great trails around here, so we marched their little legs to get them ready for a lot of walking. (laughs) And then uh, um, there was a lot of video watching on the uh, to on the ship. So. My daughter loved watching those videos. She loved doing the little point of view tours. She loved hearing people's vlogs. Um, she was really into to watching all the videos. So when we saw the ship in Dover for the first time, she was ecstatic because she knew exactly what was on board. <laughs> oh, I love that. They've they've done shorter flights before, so we just knew to. Ec- to get them ready for a longer flight or to prepare her mentally for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the two-year-old, you know, we were a little bit nervous about, I would say, but he did really well, of course, you know, sleeping most of it, but we would bring activity bags and not just, you know, an a iPad or coloring or stickers who bring that stuff, but like things that are, you know, pipe cleaners or a bag of um, paper clips or something like that, and things to do with their hands um, to kind of keep them busy, and and so that worked out really well, and would you know give you forty minutes of time or something, and then we would bring them out like they didn't see all of our activities, um, kind of towards the end, so you always had something new in your pocket to like entertain
1: them with you know i'd <laughs> say why didn't we think about pipe cleaners uh paper clips and like we were we were going the opposite direction like here's some fancy like video game thing for kids. Yeah. Like, we didn't just-
2: we were amateurs listen it was our yeah. first rodeo first and only rodeo we had no yeah. idea what we were doing when we were traveling with nathan when he was little i'd love to to hear about you know your walk on to your first disney ship the beautiful disney magic the first ship, obviously, in the Disney fleet, but also your first time on a on a Disney cruise ship or on a cruise ship as well. What were your impressions and, and how did the kids react?
0: Well, we walked on and they did the name calling and that was very exciting for everyone. So that was a surprise for my daughter. I don't think she knew that they were going to do that. And Pluto was dancing. And so that was exciting for my son. Um, and for the ship, I just loved the old world look of it. Mm-hmm. I just, it just feels grand and beautiful and almost relaxing immediately. We spent probably the, f- the first day just exploring, just going on every floor and up and down the stairs a hundred times, <laughs> um, but just kind of taking it all in uh, because there's so much to see.
2: Yeah. And all the open houses are typically that first afternoon too. So I feel like you can also check out even spaces like the tween and the teen club that you're not going to be able to go in later, but just to sort of set, kind of see it, see it all. What did the kids think about the, the nursery and the Oceaneers club slash lab? Cause obviously your littlest one could only go in the nursery and then your four-year-old uh, could go in the, the, Oceaneers Club or Lab, what were their kind of impressions? Were they excited?
0: Well, my daughter was a bit tentative going in, but as soon as we went in and she saw what it was, then she couldn't leave us fast enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We went in an open house and of course the kids club for her was incredible. And we all liked exploring it. One thing I didn't realize until I got on board was that they did open houses every day. Yeah, Um, And so I thought it was just the first day so that you could see what it was, but it was every day so that my son could still come and play in those rooms with us. Um, So he still got to enjoy it also during those open house times. And then also what was surprising to me was the, the the two kids clubs, the lab and the Oceaneer club, they're separate. And I guess because of those open houses, but they have the little secret tunnel that connects mm-hmm. them. So whenever they would have the open house, like if your child was in one of them and then they had the open house, they would march them to the other, <laughs> you know, private one while you know, the other one was open for open house. So sometimes I would go pick her up and they would have her in the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it a little secret tunnel, but I thought it was a good solution that she didn't get kicked out every time there was an open house. Oh um, yeah.
2: It's, it's fantastic. I love, you know, when both of them are in secure mode, then the kids can just kind of wander however they like. Um, and so if they happen to be on one side and they decide to go to the other side, that, that can happen as well. But I, yeah, they, they have open houses every day. They're just the first day. They're really, it's a really long period of open house. Whereas on the other days, they're shorter periods of open house. But I think that's a great point, especially for toddlers. You know, the toddlers can't go in during secure hours, but especially Andy's room is an area that both little kids and toddlers really, really like. And it's a great place to go and and play. Particularly, I think in a lot of the time they do that in the morning hours. Um, they'll have that open house so that families can bring their younger kids or toddlers sort of together. Yeah,
0: my son loved going in there, and they would even have some programming in there where Spider Man would come and oh. teach kids tricks and how to throw webs and all of that. And so he got to be a part of that when we were there. So that was fun. Or they would have story princess time or something. Um, So it wasn't just free for all. There was also things to do for them in there. And then we went to the uh, small world nursery after we had been to the kids club and we were (laughs) shocked by how small it was. (laughs) (laughs) And it's adorable and it's perfect for babies, but and a two-year-old that plays in the level of my daughter. And we were concerned that he wouldn't want to be in that room because They just had, it's, it's just for little, little people. So they don't need a ton of space and they had great activities and all that. But we made the mistake of assuming something and not really trying it out for the first few days. And then I think maybe day three or day four, we finally like, well, let's just see if he likes it and booked him some time in there and he loved it. And so anytime we asked him if he wanted to go to his club, like he ran, he loved it. (laughs) <laughs> so and they have a little two-way mirror you can look in and see what they're doing without them seeing you so oh um, that's brilliant it was because anytime you see you you know the baby cries and wants to come back um mm-hmm. but we liked every now and again checking in on him and the um caretakers were phenomenal they were playing some game every time you know mm-hmm. engaging him in some way which is i think why he loved going there so much so I yeah. ended up loving it quite a
2: lot. That's a good point. I, you're right. That space, particularly on the older ships, the, the nursery is quite small. It's actually, it was an add-on uh, space, meaning it wasn't originally built into the magic. The kids club just, I think, started at age three. And so people with children under age three were kind of out of luck. And then they uh-huh. realized that this was something that they needed. I'm not sure when they we added on. Need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Of all things, it's absolutely. Well, I think I think they didn't maybe expect that a lot of people would travel on the cruise with children under three. Sure. I think that's really what it what it probably was, and then you know these crazy disney fans will travel whenever <laughs> with whoever you know to get on Exactly the, a Mickey <laughs> ship but i will say on the wish the nursery is quite a bit bigger and is beautiful what a gorgeous space so if you get the chance to sail on the wish while your son is is under or 3 or younger that mm-hmm. space is Again, another level. I had I, I took some some pictures that I had on our uh, Instagram stories when we were sailing. and I'll repost them because I feel like that space was just fantastic.
1: I'm curious your 4-year-old going into the kids club. Did she feel like there were a lot of kids to play with? We someone asked us how many kids were on the cruise and since we didn't have our kiddo with us we had sort of no idea no except idea. to say except to say <laughs> it didn't seem like there were no kids it didn't it probably seemed like there were less kids than we would experience in the Caribbean but she feel like she you know had enough kids to play with in the kids club?
0: There were. I think it because of the itinerary that we had it focused more this cruise on on an adult crowd. But there were a good amount of kids there. And I think the perfect amount of kids, because I, I'm not sure how it usually works, but there might be times when you had to book time or they would be too full to accept kids or something. But we just never had that issue um, with her. She just went in and out whenever she wanted. But there were always a dozen kids, I would say. So a good amount to play with, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, but you know, plenty of cast members to Uh, lead games and that sort of thing and then there were all the you know Pluto's pajama parties and things (laughs) like that that she had to be a part of we just had to finally tell her no sometimes that she had to be a part of family vacation (laughs) 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 but um but yeah she she loved and she's an art kid she just loves crafting and all of that so I mean we came home with a suitcase of things that she had crafted and made and there's a pixie hollow area where you go in and there's every kind of craft and thing whatever and she an open house would just open up this secret trunk door and start pulling out things and (laughs) kind of (laughs) leading the room so it was fun to see that's awesome yeah
2: so they've done away with the reservation system for the kids club um that they had started that with the restart post pandemic or during the pandemic, however you want to call it. But yeah, they've done away with the reservation system for the kids club. But I know that they require reservations for the nursery. Have any difficulty or was that relatively easy to I imagine there I know there weren't a ton of kids on this cruise, but I also don't know what their staffing looked like. So did you have any right. issues with booking time in the nursery?
0: No, we, we got accepted anytime that we called. And I mean, we would call, you know, and say, can we bring him up now? And they would mm-hmm. say, come on. <laughs> so I would say for the nursery, there were far less children. There were probably the most I would see there, three or four. Um, oh, wow. so it was yeah. It was significantly smaller there. So he got to go in whenever he was ready.
2: Yeah, and great one-on-one attention there, right? I mean, Absolutely.
0: That's probably why I loved it so much. <laughs> probably.
2: He had every cast member doting on He's him. So <laughs> I love that. So I, I think the the most interesting thing to differentiate your experience on this cruise from ours really is to talk about what you all did at the ports. Because mm-hmm. obviously there were a lot of excursions that had age limitations. And so, you know, we talked about that a little bit in the sh- episodes that we did on, you know, our trip report episodes on this cruise. So I'm curious, one, how did you guys plan out or did you plan out what you were gonna do at the ports? And and if so, how, and then what what you ended up doing? And we can go port by port, but I'd love to talk about the planning first.
0: Sure, I'm a big planner and I love researching and it's part of the fun for me. So I looked at the Disney excursions, I would look at TripAdvisor, I would look message boards, I would look at the Facebook group, um, and then just start making lists of top things that I wanted to see in each destination. And then I wanted to mix them a little bit. So I wanted to make sure we had a good mix of long days and short days because you don't want to grind kids into the wall. eight hours every single day. Um, That's not going to be fun for anybody. And then make sure that the excursions we were going on were kid-friendly and not just that they were allowed, but the kids would have fun on them. And then I wanted a good mix. So we weren't doing the same thing every day. So once I had my little list um, for each location, then I kind of mixed them up a bit. So we had a different experience every day to like keep everybody engaged
2: awesome awesome that's super smart and i have to say that i fully support the use of tripadvisor we use it a lot ourselves <laughs> i i think it's a great resource it's like for people who don't know it's kind of like a yelp but for travel, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> you can find stuff about different sites. You can find stuff about specific excursions, restaurants, w- you know, hotels, all that kind of stuff. It's got sort of a everything. And sometimes you'll even ha- see people specifically writing comments about traveling with children or young children, mm-hmm. and that's something I think that's really, 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 really helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just, so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path Unwinding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So, love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding travel. So, if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge, or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode.
2: So we started with Olisond, right? Yes. I, okay. Yeah, I have to remember. <laughs> <The word. laughs> so, uh, what did you all do in Olisond? What did you
0: What did you plan? The original plan was to try to do. I really wanted to do the Trail of Trolls. It's like this kind of switchback course up a up a mountainside with amazing views and all this sort of thing. But um, then I looked at the time we were in port and it was pretty difficult um, to make that. And it would be like seven hours in a car. So I had oh. to be realistic about, how, about the day um, and what <laughs> what time we were able to accomplish and the moods the kids would be in. So we <laughs> ended up just doing kind of a, of biggest hits of, of the area. And we went on a tour that went to the islands of Godoy and Giske. I am hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Um, so in Godoy, it was, we went to a great lighthouse um, that was built in the 1800s. And you crawl up these little wooden tiny stairs up to a ladder and Beautiful views, scary as anything Um, when you get to the top and toddlers want to peek over the side and be held in this tiny space. But it was really pretty. And then in Giske, there was this 12th century church that we saw that was made of marble and um, covered with chalk on the outside, I think, to protect from the sea. Um, But it was beautiful um, to be able to wander in and see. Um, And then, oh, we started at the Sunwar Museum, though. Um, So we got to go... Um, through the little, um, it's like a collection, you guys talked about it as well, a little collection of houses they've kind of collected so you could oh, see. Yeah. authentic,
2: like a fishing house, right, there was like the house for the fishermen's like pool house, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And you got to tour inside them. One thing that I found fascinating from that tour was learning that the grass roofs, is something that they still do quite a lot, and they told us how they created that with like birch bark, and then basically putting uh, grass sod and putting the roots up next to each other so they grow together and form like a watertight seal. And so it's actually just completely organic roofs up there that are that are watertight. So it was fascinating to learn about all that. So we did the Senmore, the Giske and Godoy, and then we went to the viewpoint at the top of Allison and we got to see the beautiful view and as you know, just incredible weather. Could see for miles.
2: Now this was this was one of the Disney excursions, am I right? No, I, we
0: didn't do any oh. Disney excursions.
2: Oh, oh interesting. Okay. There was a similar Disney excursion that went to those two islands, that when yes. I remember the description being about the lighthouse and, and whatnot. So you did this through like a third party or did you guys rent a car?
0: We did it through a third party. I think it was called Norway Excursions and the thing with the Disney ones, they had these pieces, but not all together. And so this one had everything together so we ah. could do all of it um, together. And then it still left us with some time in the end to wander around the town, which is a beautiful little town for those that don't know it had a fire in the 1930s that basically burned the town down and so they brought all the architects of the time into the town to to rebuild it and so it's a and the, the style of the time you know is Art Nouveau so it's just mm-hmm. this you know study of a period of time and this Art Nouveau architecture is beautiful.
2: Yeah, it was really beautiful town. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a, a great excursion. So then the next port we were at was Nordfjordide. And I believe that was the first time our ship had been to Nordfjordide. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys plan for, for that port?
0: We went to the Lift. We took a bus from the port and it took us about an hour and a half to get out there. And it's a cable car that essentially is a five minute lift onto the top of this giant mountain. And Up there, you can see for miles of just mountains and a glacier and dotted hillsides of villages. And it was beautiful. They also have a really nice restaurant and um, a bakery up there. (laughs) But they're... Also trails that you can hike on top of surrounding mountains so you could explore there for hours. The tour that we went on had us up there for about three hours and we thought, oh, what are we going to do for three hours up there? And then we got up there and I could have just stared at the scenery all day. It was so oh, awesome. It was maybe my favorite stop in One of the most beautiful places I've seen in my life from the glacier water that came down into the um, lakes in the bottom, they turned that that lake water, that teal green that was swirling with the blue. and, And then again, we got incredible weather. And so... We just really got to see the whole panoramic view um, and then explore the little trails and have a hot cinnamon roll. and <laughs> <laughs> Which is always It was beautiful. It was um, great exploring. And for those that are planning on bringing kids, it was actually really kid-friendly up there. There were people pushing strollers around because there are little paved paths in the main area. Further out on the hiking trails of the mountains um, was not so kid-friendly, but they kids can definitely go up there. And, and and you can feel safe. There are there are areas that are glassed off, and you can keep them contained if needed.
2: <laughs> did you guys get to explore the the town at all? Because obviously your excursion was sort of outside of the of the town, and it's, it wasn't a huge port. It was a nice little port. Uh, yes. After either before or after your, your excursion, did you get to explore?
0: We did. So before we had about an hour before, so we pushed the stroller down um, the road and basically just got a view of a lot of. The- outside of because nothing was really open yet. (laughs) But um, we got to just wander the town for about an hour and then we left on our excursion and then came back and then had another hour, I would say, maybe a little bit more after that, where we got to wander and go inside a few shops and see the town. So uh, we did get to... Do a little bit of both, but I heard there's great hiking in the area, and obviously helicopter rides and that sort of thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the helicopter ride did not allow children on it. So, or at least I think it was like I think the age limit was either ten or twelve. So there was yeah there was there was no way your four year old or two year old on on our helicopter. So (laughs) all right, so that brings us to Id Fjord. That was Mm -hmm. our frozen night that night where we have those hilarious pictures of us as Olaf and Sven.
0: But (laughs) I'm curious as to what you plan. Ride? Um we decided to rent a car this day and then go to the Boring fast and Falls. I love being able to rent cars when I can because it gives us a little bit of the flexibility to, to take things at our own pace. So we went out to the falls first and then we had a nice little hike around the falls and then some hot coffee and warm pie in the in the hotel that's overlooking the falls. So that was a really nice morning, and then um, went down to the nature center after that. And had lunch and then let them explore the museum a little bit the film <laughs> the same film we saw <laughs> yeah it was interesting and it, like I, you know it makes you giggle a little bit but um it was fun to see the sights and the kids it put them right to sleep so um <laughs> <laughs> so they got a good nap out of and we just transferred their little sleeping bodies to the car so we could, you know, roll right out. Um, so it was actually really helpful. And then
2: <laughs> and I, I'll be honest. I didn't think it was a bad video. No. It, was just, it was just too long.
1: For those of you newer to our show, we discussed this on our two part Norway cruise <laughs> episode, but this looks like something you would see at like one of the Epcot pavilions, but if it was shot in like 1995 or something. So <laughs> I kind of wanted to just donate a drone to this, uh, this, Nature Center because they could just update the entire film with with a with a three hundred dollar drone and make it look much better. Right. <laughs> anyway.
2: Yeah, and it was a, a nice theater. It was a comfortable seat. Um, like I said, the video was too long. As Brian says, it definitely could use some some updates. But I think it's a perfect place for a
0: child nap. So
2: did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids enjoy the goats on the roof of the nature center?
0: Yes, they loved that. So during lunch, they wanted to we were in that building and so they wanted to keep running out and seeing what the goats were doing, you know, and then coming back.
2: (laughs) I loved it. So I imagine it would be very exciting for a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So. I mean, my maturity is about that. So
0: <laughs> Well, my son, you know, it's right up his alley. He loves animals. His you know, we take him all the way to Europe and his favorite things were dogs and pigeons. Like that's all we wanted to look at all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: good that kids are entertained by the simple things in life right yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Spent
2: thousands of dollars to let them see the and they want to see the goats that are free
0: <laughs> we just kind of drove around the town a little bit returned the car and then got to go inside of some shops and then that night do the frozen party which was my daughter's jam she <laughs> had her whole little Elsa outfit she freaked out when it snowed and she saved one of the streamers that came out and you know, <laughs> And she was dancing around with a streamer with a hand of ice cream, chocolate ice cream, all around her mouth. And she was singing, you know, Frozen songs or something. And she was like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> <I love that. laughs> Good. It takes a streamer and a chocolate.
2: Well. <laughs> well, and you know, Olaf and Elsa. <laughs> and all of the Elsa parties. Yeah. She
0: was thrilled to see it all. So
2: I love it. Where I would say, I, I think the pirate deck party is better. Better, but you know, but you know, a little girl who likes Frozen is going to yes. love, or a little boy, frankly, who anyone who loves Frozen is going to love that deck party. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that brings us to our last port stop, the big city of Stavanger, which uh, for those who are listening, it's some it's around 200,000, maybe 250,000 people live in, in Stavanger. So it's, it is much bigger than all of the other ports we went to. What did you guys plan for Stavanger?
0: So this is a day we wanted to just spend exploring the city because there was so much mm-hmm. to see. And so my favorite piece of advice that I've gotten for the parks that I give people um, for any sort of travel now is pick two to three things you want to do a day with little kids and then count the rest as icing because it's just about resetting expectations. So you can't Pick 13 things for the kids to do because that's what you want to <laughs> So mm-hmm. the, the big things that I wanted to see um, was the Old Town area, um, the Petroleum Museum, then the little section of town with all the colorful houses and mm-hmm. colorful buildings and all that. Um, so we started out and I was pleasantly surprised to see that the ship was docking right by the Old Town so that was so easy for us to just push the stroller off and kind of wander those streets for a bit. And then we walked over to the Petroleum Museum. And our favorite thing about that area is they had enlisted Um, artists locally to take essentially like maritime trash and turn it into a playground of sorts. And so there were like these this area of giant buoys or something that you could bounce on and play in a little trampoline area. There were rails for you to skate on. There were great things to climb and um, things to see. And it was a really cool area and it helped them burn off some energy while we're waiting for the museum to open so that when we went into the museum, they were a little bit more chill. (laughs) Oh, we need to
2: do that. So this this is definitely something we, completely missed. We didn't have as much time to explore the city as we would have liked because we did the Pulpit Rock hike, but it was we we thought the city was was beautiful and uh, it sounds like that playground. I mean, that playground sounds
0: awesome. So cool. It was a destination, I mean, for adults to go see and bounce yeah. on and play with. It was very cool. And uh, the museum itself, a destination, it, they did a really great job. You think Petroleum Museum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's going to be the most interesting <laughs> riveting of
0: topics. But. I know, but it was so interesting and they did it so well and it was so interactive for kids where there were things for them to climb and climb into and sit on and try on. And um, so it was really hands-on for kids um, and just really interesting for adults to see how they get, you know, all of this oil that powers Norway. It's such a big industry for them. So it it was fascinating. I would would recommend it. And then we went out into the city to sort of wander the streets and get them some bakery treats. And at about that time, it started to get a little rainy and the kids were about ready for a nap. So Mm -hmm. we brought them back to the boat and then we just played tag team. So one parent would go out and one would sit with them to nap or to let them play on the boat. And then we switched. So we still got some adult time and got to kind of wander around without pushing the crew. And then they got to reset and re- recharge so that we still had a great evening.
2: That's super smart. I loved the location of where we ported, frankly, in pretty much all of all of the
0: ports. It was really easy. Yeah. You you to anyway, to yeah. find your tour bus, to even if you had no plans, there were, I would see in most stops people there clipboards ready to take you on an adventure you know so i saw quite a lot of cast members also that had days off that would be jumping into um, adventures on the spot or something at the docks
2: yeah we saw some cast members doing some bicycle rides actually i can't remember which port that was but or actually i might have been in a couple of different ports but yeah those were some options for sure
0: Yeah, so we had a good little mix of wandering by ourselves or going on tours and buses and on foot and mountains and cities and um, just kind of did a little bit of everything. So I would say, you know, there are some trips in your life where you know it's going to be a one and done and you need the kids to be a certain age because, you know, this is your one chance to go and you want them to remember it and to be good travelers. Norway, I felt immediately like it was going to be a place we'd return to. There are just so many things left undone that I wanted to see again or do for the first time. So we'll certainly be back, I think, when the kids are a bit older. But it was a great location because it was so easy, each port, and there was so much to look at. And frankly, in like in a in a destination where there are so many natural things to do, it's it's actually really easier for kids because they like climbing the rocks and playing outside instead of a lot of city tours, which they might be a little bit more challenged with. So it turned out to be a, a really nice fit for them. And then as kids get older, it just gets harder to take them out of school for two weeks or something. <laughs> or um or they have their own um, things of travel sports or something like that. So traveling with little kids, we found to be kind of easy because they don't have any agendas yet.
1: Well, Ashley, I wanted to ask kind of two questions as we start to wind down here. I think we've talked a lot about the ports, which I think is, as Sam said, the star of the show on these sailings. Did you have like one or two highlights from the cruise itself, uh, you know, on board that uh, you wanted to share?
0: So highlights to me were definitely the destinations we loved exploring and seeing new things but also coming into port I was Mm. always made sure to be up there at the break of dawn when we were coming in because it was so fun to sail in and see the surrounding mountains, um, a beautiful sunrise, and then, you know, watch the ship dock, being up on deck and wondering, where is everybody? Why aren't they seeing this incredible thing? Because we were asleep because we'd been up too late the night before. It was so incredible. And there were cast members out there taking pictures. Then also, I kind of realized a lot of people have verandas and they were probably enjoying it from the warm confines of their room, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed getting up and, and the first in the morning that the sunrise coming in in Stavanger was absolutely incredible. It was just a bright orange pink sky. It was a big moment.
1: I'm also curious if you have any tips for, you know, sailing with younger kids, especially traveling as far as you did and going on a cruise, I think is known for, you know, being port heavy being, you know, as you said, the ports are the stars of the show or the the highlights themselves. Any tips for folks traveling with young kiddos that we haven't talked about?
0: Just making sure you take it at a slower pace and be realistic with what they can handle. So Mm -hmm. everybody is going to have a better day when they're in a good mood. So just resetting expectations and planning accordingly for your travel group. Some physical little tips of things. The stroller was a lifesaver, I would say packet, um, but an umbrella one that folds nicely. Um, Snacks are always big activities for hands-on. Bringing their own water bottles is a big deal because you can't always find for little hands, um, things that they can not drop. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. So um, just things like that, that you would normally travel with. We also like a passport wallet was really helpful for us because... And managing all of everybody's passports, getting on and off, just one central place. I was the keeper with this one wallet that had, you know, all of our money, all of our passports, all of our things. Um, that was actually a, a big lifesaver. We could just put it in the diaper bag.
1: Well, Ashley, and there's so much we could talk about on this cruise. I mean, it took us two episodes <laughs> to cover it just for ourselves and some folks that we were sailing with. Uh, so we could we could chat all day about this cruise. And uh, I hate to cut us short, but I think we've reached that point in the show where I need to. Hand you over to Sam for some arbitrary questions, even more arbitrary rules, and potentially some passive aggressive judgment on her part. So, (laughs) Sam, take it away for the round we like to call rapid fire. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, you knew this was coming, Ashley, since you listened to our show. So, I'm going to ask you first a couple of your Disney favorites, and then I'm going to ask you your Disney Cruise Line favorites, understanding that you have only been on the Magic. And so, the questions you can't answer with some other ship information because it has to be something you've actually done yourself. Okay? Okay. All right. Who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? I'll say Baymax today. Yes! (laughs) I am not fast. Okay. (laughs) What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Um, Sound of Music. Oh, very classic. Yeah, I'm curious as to what you're going to answer for this song, but what's your favorite Disney song?
0: I love the Encanto one, the Dos Orquitos. I love that one, especially the. Yeah, um, it's beautiful. Either the Spanish or the English version, they're just, it's beautiful. I
2: love it. Yeah, totally love that song as well. It's better than Bruno, but Surface Pressure is the best song from that movie. I I love Surface (laughs) Pressure, it is a jam. All right, favorite Disney stage show on the Magic, and why is it Tangled? <laughs> no, just kidding. Favorite it Disney supposed to be show. her
1: favorites, not your favorite. Right? I know, Damn. I know, I
2: know. <laughs> favorite stage show that you saw on the Magic? We had actually quite a bit to choose from because we we did have some variety acts as well. But yeah, yeah, which what was your favorite? I don't know if you saw all the shows or some of the shows, but what was the favorite one that you saw?
0: Um, I actually missed Tangled. Um, I saw it on on the television because I had to stay with. Oh. It. Child that needed to yeah, sleep. Yeah, listen, <laughs> that is a fair
2: reason. But you did watch it on the television. That's okay. It was it's okay.
0: Yeah, it was. I got to enjoy it that way, and it was lovely. But I did love dreams. I think it's called dreams, right? Yeah, Disney dreams. Yeah, quite yeah. a lot. I thought that was a, a great way to end the cruise and and engage. Every member of the family, they could sing along to all the songs and get a little bit of a variety.
2: I will say that one's not my favorite show, but it's got one of my favorite musical numbers, which is the Circle of Life. It is so uh, good; so oh, good. It brings down the house. I feel good. like every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. All right, favorite. I don't know if you got to go to a lot of the bar spaces, but favorite bar space, if you got to experience any of them,
0: we didn't really. We we went up to the Dollar. This is Signals and the Adult at pole mm-hmm. Area. We did have a cocktail there once when the kids were in in kids club, but we didn't get to do the adult area. So we got to save some things for next time, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. Favorite space on the ship?
0: So this is kind of a weird one, but the running track on the fourth floor. Yeah, the promenade deck. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Like running laps in the in the sea with surrounded by fjords was one of the most fun things I did on the cruise. Mm-hmm. And you get to go in the boat and out of the boat. And it's just fun. I just really loved it.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't blame you at all. First of all, the, that promenade deck is awesome on all of yeah. the ships, maybe except The Wish. It's a beautiful <laughs> space to, to sit, relax, watch the sea go by, walk, run, play shuffleboard, whatever. It's, it's magical. Yeah, it was magical. I loved, that. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Favorite onboard activity other than running around the track?
0: Maybe the shows or we did the Bibby Bar-Utique with my daughter. That was really oh, fun. She yeah. just, oh, she just freaked out it was it was magical
2: it's like magical right yeah Yeah, we've never we've never done it nathan's not interested in in doing it (laughs) i i know they do boy comedy boutique makeover type things both for pirate and as princes but he's not at all interested he would hate it he would he would just not like to be touched that much i think yeah (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's, for kids who like it, it's like this magical experience. Yeah. It was. Yeah. She loved every
0: minute of it. It was was really fun.
2: Well, I have to ask what your favorite rotational restaurant on the ship was. You had animators, we had Rapunzel's Royal Table, and we had Lumiere's.
0: I think uh, Rapunzel's, but mainly just for the atmosphere. Um, All the food was great. I don't feel like... I lean one way or another um, in terms of menus, but I just love the feel of her
2: pencils. Yeah. It's a beautiful space for sure. And the shows are, mm-hmm. are quite fun. All right. Favorite food items. I'm going to ask you first, your favorite savory food item that you had
0: on board. Indian in, um, in Cabanas one day that I just loved. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything Indian, usually I'm like a sucker for. So yeah. yeah.
2: So yeah. good. If you have an Indian waiter and you tell them that, they'll probably bring you Indian food at dinner. Oh, <laughs> Just approach <laughs> it. All right. Uh, favorite sweet food item you had on the ship?
0: I maybe the pan the pan fried bread Yes. And Yes. Delicious. Yeah. That was
2: delicious. Yeah. All right. And then my last question is a bucket list cruise. If you could go anywhere in the world on Disney Cruise Line, does not have to be someplace that Disney Cruise Line currently sails, where would you go?
0: Um, I think Greece. I think there are certain destinations I want to see on land and then certain that I feel like do really well on boat. And I feel yeah. like Greece would probably be a great one to do. Oh, yeah. Island. The
2: Greek Isle- Isles specifically yeah. are a Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, what's next, Ashley? What does your family have planned? Do you have another cruise plan? Did you get a placeholder or are you just doing some other fun vacations?
0: Well, we are training for Dopey. So, we be, yeah, we will be back um, in Disney World in January in a whole lot more pain than normal. So, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, who's, who's going to watch the kids while you guys are running every day? Uh,
0: they're not coming. This is going to be an adult trip um, because that would be too stressful to like wake everybody up at two in the morning. Um, So they're going to be with grandparents at home. And then, you know, we're pretty excited to have a little adult trip. I'm going with my sister and brother also. So the four of us are going to run the whole thing um, together. So it should be fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can fuel yourself with Mickey shaped treats because the amount of of running that you're doing pretty much you can eat whatever you want that weekend. So
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Well... Ashley I thank you for playing along with our game and bearing with Sam through her judgmental responses to some of your answers (laughs) we'll let her get away with it this time it is her birthday after all but Ashley (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your family's experience with the Norway cruise and sharing some of your tips and tricks for cruising and traveling with little kids and uh, so yeah just really appreciate you taking the time
0: thank you so much for having me it was so much fun and Sam I hope you have a wonderful happy birthday thank you so much
1: Well, so fun to hear from Ashley all about her family's adventures over in Norway. Hope it may be armed a few of you out there who are thinking about heading over to Europe for your DCL sailing with some little ones with some tips and tricks to help you out there. So, just thanks so much to Ashley for coming on and sharing her experience with us. With that, I do have another five star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from Cherry eighty seven who writes: Fun, informative, honest, yet positive. A great podcast full of useful information, especially for first timers. Go back to some of the older episodes for tips, tricks, suggestions, and general information you want to know for your first trip. Then listen to all the trip reports to hear what really like on embarkation, sea days, certain ports, etc. The ones featuring other first-time cruisers are particularly useful. Just finished the episode all about sailing out of Miami and I cannot tell you how helpful it was. It has been difficult to find that kind of information anywhere else. Well, thank you Chair87 for the review. We really appreciate it. We do try to do a mix of shows here to focus on different experiences, different topics, and love talking to first-time sailors. So glad that that's coming through. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us one of those five-star reviews and we will read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If your finger is hovering over anything less than five stars, please reach out. We've had some folks do that. It's really great to have the conversation and also understand what we can be doing better. So reach out, let us know. If you'd like to find all the ways you can connect with the DCL Duo, the vlog, the blog, the podcast, the Etsy store, how you can be a guest on our show, so many things. Things, so many places head to dclduo.com that's dclduo.com of course if you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show you can always reach out to us at dclduo at gmail.com we also take questions comments and feedback from our voicemail line and we have had some folks call in and it's been really fun to include them in the show so head over to 402-413-5590 if you'd like to leave us a voicemail that's 402-413-5590 of course if you'd like to help support the show you can always head over to mypathunwinding.com. Slash DCL Duo To book your next fabulous Disney vacation, please use that link so they know that we sent you their way. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo to help support the show. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping to defray the cost of this show each and every month. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney Family of Theme Parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and know we reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney Cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous disney adventure with the dcl duo good night